Hey man, I always wanted to do this one right here, man. Picture me rolling, nah, picture me growing. Straight up. Kingdom remix, KMF, huh? Yo, Twan. Hey, who would've loved this one, bro? Yeah. Hey, all eyes on me, guys eyes on me. The accuser of the brother switch sides on me. Tryna lie on me, wanna ride on me. I'm a proper told baby, you can find it on me. We got four Christians. We pray fast, screaming Jesus Christ every time we pass. Hey, let me flip this Machiavelli, tell a picture me rolling. I'm a sanctified soldier, see the scriptures I'm holding. I'm a Texas Chicano, I preach the good news to the Cholos. I know that you say, cause I can see it in your ojos. Hey, they say, Brenda got a baby, man, but Brenda won't give up. Gotta get you through it, just get better, don't get bitter. And everywhere I go, they tell me, sure they want to be a thug. That ain't really what Shorty need, Shorty need some Jesus. Mama checking in my room, but listen, I'm not there. And everything he rapping like he was speaking my feelings Ambitions of a rider and troublesome was my favorite But I can even see that this message promoted Satan Hey, I was bumping Machiavelli, I was running through the red lights I hear driving barely in the nighttime with no headlights 87 colors, we passing up state troopers Hey, sirens all behind me, I can't turn it up my music uh, Hey, years later, at the years of answer prayer I gave up against the music, cause my love for Christ is greater Hey, I grew up up in pop, twin the whoop
Good evening. This is the real George of the Jungle. Uh, I do. I was muted there. Uh, today we do have a special guest under the name of Mark Lopez. It's been long awaited, man. We were running a bit late. I'm glad you got everything situated with the family. You know, family first. Uh, but before we do get on board here, I do want to explain who who actually Mark Lopez is. He was one of my previous barbers, uh, previous to, to this mess, um, actually. It was a consecutive thing on a monthly basis or a bi-weekly basis with this guy. Uh, not only just a, a, uh, a meeting with a haircut, but a, almost like a therapy session. Uh, and we'll digress into that conversation here shortly. Uh, but without further ado, Mark Lopez. Brother, it's a pleasure to have you on. All right, we're on board. Can you Can you hear me now? Can you hear me there, brother? I, I think you're muted, my man. Do you hear any mute button? Yeah, let me unmute you. That, no. Can you hear me? Go ahead and talk. You can hear me? I can't hear you, brother. Give me one second here. Um, is there anything muted on you, brother? No? All right, go ahead and, and hop off and then hop on back on, brother. Let's see if we can get you back on. Just press the same link, the one that I sent you last. Just a little bit of technical difficulties. We'll go ahead and get them on here in a couple moments. Thank you so much for anybody who is joining in here to the room. This is a long-awaited episode with Mark Lopez. He's a local barber here in Tucson, Arizona. It's a long-awaited conversation and finally came this day. Let's see. He's back on. Let's see if we can go ahead and hear him. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you now, brother. All right, cool. Yes, sir. <laughs> My man, it's a pleasure to have you on. How's your day going? It's good. Thank you. It's good. Every day is good, brother. How are you? Uh, that's, I'm doing good, brother. That's good to hear on your end, too. Yes, sir. How's the... Uh, did you guys have an event with uh, your godson, or what was, what was going on today? No, the movies. He had to go watch this new Transformer. He had a... Uh, his birthday was last week, so he was... Go watch that, so... We made that happen today, for That's good stuff, brother. That's good stuff. And how was the movie? Pretty good, actually. Good. About the animal bots. They're trying to introduce the animals into the uh, cars and all the other stuff going on. Pretty cool, though, because it had still some um, light on animals that we miss out on. That's crazy. I'm gonna have to catch it. I, I think we tried watching it on one of the like kickback films online, and it was just crappy, and we just stopped watching it like three minutes in <laughs> i mean video yeah. that's yeah. better always better to go watch it live you know yeah spend some time with the family for sure bro yes sir 
my man, before we do get started, I did want to aim a connection here with the audience and just to inform them of where you came from. You're from Tucson, Arizona, and you're a local barber. Uh, previously, we'll go over throughout what you, what you did in the in the, your previous job line or, or your hustling business, and then we'll go down through your through your experience currently. But first, your your routine, brother. What does your routine currently look like, or your spiritual habits? It's it's actually the same every day, bro. Just wake up, you know, giving God thanks first, first off, and then family, bro. You know, um, making sure that my daughter, I still got a young one that's still going to school, so getting her up, getting her ready, taking her to school, and then uh, heading off to work. You know, that's pretty much everyday routine. The same. I try to keep it the same. As soon as you get off a routine, that's when. Stuff starts to fail, so I like to stay on the same routine. That's good, brother. And do you find yourself having little niches where you like pray or meditate or do certain things? No, I just get up and thank God, you know, get on my knees and pray to them and let them know that thank you for another beautiful day that allows me to get up with health, you know? That's true, man. That's pretty much that, all that. That's uh, hard to ask from a lot of people. <laughs> It is, brother. Yeah, I mean, even, even like I said, even me, I, I was young and growing up, didn't even didn't even pay attention to it. But like I said, it chose me, and uh, I was glad it did, you know, because now I get to see how real it is and feel how real it is at the same time. I know a lot. Of, he, go ahead. A lot, a lot of people are like, man, how? But you know, it's it's just crazy how. It just you just gotta have faith, bro. Definitely, in anything you believe, you gotta have faith. Yeah. That's real. Yeah, man. Bro, and, and do you have any spiritual religion that you practice? What is your current belief, if you do happen to have a belief? Well, I'm Catholic, you know, um, but I just pray to God. And stuff, you know what I'm saying, bro? Jesus Christ. No kind of rituals, no kind of uh, other things I do. Just just pray to God, bro. That's good. That's good. So that's pretty it, much my it, do you find yourself combining that into your routine on a daily basis, like inspiring people through that that venue or that specific? That's a good question. I do. I mean, lots of people that I mean, I deal with a lot of people daily anyway. So they always ask, um, "Yo, how's 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 this? How are you? You know?" I mean, I don't change. Every day is pretty much the same for me. So when they see me, the same person, they're like, "Bro." How's that even possible? Like, you know what? Really learning the formula of just taking it day by day. So, you know, us humans, we like to, um, you know, put in different words. We like to stress ourselves out by worrying about too much things going on and even thinking about what's tomorrow or the next week or next month or next. When actually, when you just finally just focus on the day that you get to allow to wake up and go hard that day. You'll see that the true formula is don't have to worry about all the other stuff. You don't stress as much. You just got to just worry about that day. And it's pretty cool like that. Yeah, man. If, if you take it day by day, it, it doesn't mean that you're you're being lazy about your life. It's, it's you're continuing with more, maybe taking on more more uh, responsibilities. But at the same time, you're you're only doing it day by day. <laughs> and it's working. I mean, shoot, before I used to just worry about tomorrow worry about next week worry about uh you know next year really and just makes your mind just stress out more and more that uh 
you got those kind of things going on and like man you can't help what's going to happen tomorrow brother so don't even worry about it you know just that's just make sure you can handle your business today really that's all that matters man as long as you can handle what you got going on yeah and have a side hustle as well have a side hustle yeah but hey just just go to hey, just get up and work you know i mean no matter what it is go out there and get it there's plenty of opportunity and plenty of resources out there to go get it you know i think that we lack a lot of uh, that in this uh this generation you know a lot of the kids haven't forgiven and they're like okay tomorrow's the given and i don't give a shit about today i don't even think they even even thinking about now bro it's crazy this generation really they they really are uh thinking bro they got their eyes closed you know it's almost like the sleeping phase you know it is it is man it's like i don't care <laughs> you know but it's it's i mean we were like that i guess at one time until really life hit us hard and we have to open our eyes and like, oh man, I gotta do this. I gotta go hard doing this. If not, I'm gonna fall behind or even, you know, be in the ground. And a lot of people, I this is one thing I ask a lot of people every day because it is a question. Like, are you ready to die today if it happened? You know, I'm asking yeah. you that ready to go right now if it happened. You know, I'd be 100% ready, bro. I'll be a hundred percent ready. Not everybody can say that, but I'll be a hundred percent ready. And I ain't. I don't, you know, because it's still in the back of the mind, like fear of what's gonna happen. You have to be really one hundred percent knowing that you're ready to go. You know. I think when we lose that fear of death, it's where everything just like opens up. It's like a blinding door that we have. You know. <laughs> it's crazy. Bro, do you combine your spiritual practice with your business? Like at work, do you influence people to do the same as you, or do you just go on by your day and they just pick up on your vibe? Ah, good question. Yeah, no, you know, I'm I'm a barber, so I own a barber shop. So I, I'm a true believer of of leading leading example. You know, so yeah, they see me go hard, and man, I mean, still work more hours and more than any of my barbers there in the shop. So they they really do uh, feed off that. Like, man, this guy's going hard, which I, you know, I could not work if I didn't want to, but I love it. I love what I do. It's not even work to me, bro. It's, to me, it's, it's, it's all love. It, it becomes almost like uh, second nature when you like what you do, right? And that's what we encourage people. Find what you love and then do that shit 100% every day. Hey. Yeah, since the beginning, I mean, when we're little, they tell you, like, find something that you love to do and work at it. And it's not even, it becomes not work. It becomes something that you love. You know, it's just, it's not work, you know? Yeah, it's your passion. So we, hey, again, go out and find out whatever it is that you love to do and take a job, you know? Yeah, that's true, for sure. Just pursue it 100% and, and a thousand different ways you know if you can advertise and market yourself in a thousand ways do it hey why not hey if you do that at least one of the things out of those thousands are going to hit you know so that's how the light bulb was invented right yeah it didn't stop <laughs> it kept going and going we figure it out you know yeah brother so so what mark the changed in your business or when was it that mark saw like a light 
and he's like, this is my, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, or this is my passion. I mean, I always cut hair growing up, and um, out of that, started HVAC, um, doing ACs for commercial units, but fell back in it due to that, fell back into it because they laid me off, got slow in the company and laid me off, so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go back to barber college. You know, I loved doing it, was good doing it, went back to barber college, getting called back to my boss, yo, come back to work. Why, why are you leaving us? Like, man, I'm just tired of this layoffs when you work your ass off for a company. And, and what company did you work for before? I worked for mechan me Mechanical Systems, MSI. MSI. No longer. They are shut down. <laughs> Their company went down into the dirt because they didn't have the motivation to go get it, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, so, it's, that's when the companies are tested twice, you know, when you're falling to the ground and bankrupt. Well, it's... It, Greed, bro. It's a lot of it to greed because the company was it could have been number one still to this day right now if they would have just paid attention to their their employees. I mean, their employees were 100 percent trip out on this. Every employee that they laid off now are business owners of their own companies. Ain't that no, something? Not. Yes. So that company, what all they did was do us a favor and make us go out there and get it ourselves and make our own company. And now we we're doing good. Every one of them. That's crazy. And the greedy old boss is, you know, his company went under. He didn't have nobody to run it for him. Yeah, man. Once you start taking that pie for yourself, it gets a little bit different. Huh? Yeah. Every, everybody got to eat, bro. You got to Number one is your employees though. If you got good employees, invest in them, you know, cause they're the ones that are going to help your company grow. So why not? You know, exactly. it's it's just greed. Greed is really a lot of people want that money, man. And really money ain't all that, you know. I'd rather have a good squad than a hundred hundred million dollars in my pocket, you know. Then that defines what success is, bro. Like what what do you define as success? You know, a lot of people say it's it's money and wealth, but not everybody have the same definition, I think. Just a peace of mind, bro, really. I mean, yeah, you're right. Money and wealth is nothing. I mean, I ain't rich. I ain't got people might think I might have money and richness and that now. It's, it's just having that peace, you know, in your mind that you ain't got to. I, ain't, I really don't care about money, man, really. And I'm, I get it every day, supplied enough to my bills and take care of my family. Just because I don't have that mind frame of me caring about money, you know. It's when you put that push into something, it's where it flies away. You know, almost like if you stop thinking about it, it's going to gradually come to you because you're, you're putting that effort with positivity. It's like our mind is almost like a like a needle tack where you, you think about it and it, it makes you think negative thoughts like, oh, it's never going to happen or this is not going to happen. So your mind is like a sponge. You know, it's like the more you tell it something, the more it's going to do it. So if you just stop yourself from thinking that, then you have no possibility of thinking any negative towards whatever positive you're working at. You know, it's like we we work against each other most of the time. We're yeah, self-destructive humans. It is, you know. I mean, a lot of other people will go crazy or lose themselves trying to figure out how to, man, I need to get it. I need to get it. I need to get Like, in reality, when you just sit back, but like, man, I'm just going to just, Really, for me, what I do, I just 
that God is like, yo, I am done trying to figure it out my way. I'm going to let you handle my life for me. And I'm just going to just follow suit, you know, and he does. Like I said, I don't even care about money. And every day it comes in, you know, enough to pay my bills and, you know, my family and all that. And still enjoy life, really, because really life is out there is beautiful, man. It's not about money. Absolutely, bro. Yeah. That, that peace in your mind. Yeah. yeah and that's what true success is, uh, in, in my perspective, but not a lot of people have that perspective. Nah, I wish they would. You're right. You're right about that. It is, uh, it's a cruel world, but we must make it something that's good, you know? Yeah. yeah. One love, man. One love. Bro, why did you choose entrepreneurship? Or like you said, you were pushed to the frame of it, right? Yeah, no. Um, it's all I knew growing up. Struggle, struggle teaches you to figure it out. So really, when you're young, trying to figure it out, even cleaning the yard next to our neighbor's yard, starting off doing that, and is that's entrepreneurship. You're you're working for yourself. So I grew up doing it. So it's just naturally for me so you know that's why i choose it work for yourself or even work for someone else but you know just go hard go hard at whatever you do definitely yeah, those are words of wisdom man it's very short and concise but it makes sense i even try bro. to tell, even try to tell my guys at work you you don't work for me bro you guys work for yourself get that really in your mind you know don't work for yourself. Go hard. You're just a rental spot. You know? Really? Yeah. They're, they're, it's suites now, so they get just your rain or, or, or your own room. So that's your own business. So go hard for yourself, you know? Like I said, you got to lead by example. So, you know, I, I try to do that. Yeah, man. It's, it's the easiest way to teach another person to inspire themselves to grow. Not a lot of people want to grow and, and if, to see somebody resemble like yourself, man. How many years have you been doing a barber or uh, as a barber mm -hmm. or official barber? I mean, I, I've been cutting like 25 years, but professionally, um, probably already going on 15. And yeah. what I mean professionally is, um, you know, license and worked in a shop. But before that, I was cutting. I'll come to your house and cut your hair or. You know, just grow up cutting all the cousins and friends in the neighborhood. But after that, I mean, you got to turn it into professionalism to, you know, be taken serious. So, yeah. And and I, I've seen that throughout the years, you've you've gone into competitions, or your your colleagues as well have gone into competitions. Yeah, we've done that in the past. Yeah. You know, did you found any of them, or or those just competitions? Of throughout all the barbershops in Tucson? No, yeah, no, they're all, they're, they're competitions that all over the United States, different barbers come down to compete. You know, they, they're trying to show the world that they're the best barber, you know, and which is cool, but who are you to say that you are better than me, you know? Or even get judged by judges and say, oh, he was better than you. I mean, that that's cool and all that, but you know, that's like I said, that's a whole nother topic on that. So, but I've yeah, done that, that could degrade a lot of people, you know, especially some hidden talent. You know, a lot of the underdogs can be mistaken. Oh, I've I seen it firsthand. So, yeah.
did you do any of the judging at any point in time or have you done no uh, an offer to do that but like i said that that was not my place you know to be a judge over someone else's talent so i yeah. declined you know yeah gently decline on that man i, I could take that as a good honor and you know just your respect yeah no it's it's all love and respect it ain't no no nothing else but you know like I said, I who am I to judge anybody? Exactly, bro. Exactly, bro. As a child, what was your dream or aspiration? What did you, what did Mark want to be when he grew up? An astronaut, a, a priest? I don't know. Believe it or not, man, I just wanted to just be thankful to grow up. I my childhood, <laughs> my child, yeah. Believe it or not, my childhood, like it's crazy story, but I got robbed. I got robbed of my childhood when I was young, so didn't have a childhood, bro. Had to had to be an adult at the age, you know, um, eight years old to eleven years old. From there, just straight up being an adult, trying to figure out how I was gonna live, eat, uh, go to school, take care of my little brother. So I was robbed of my childhood. So I didn't even have any kind of dreams of I want to be this, I want to be that. It was. Trying to just figure out how to keep so, afloat. Yeah, you know. Wow. But how can you bring yourself to see that 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 small little mark? You know, thinking now, like business owner of, of you know barbershops and continuously helping other communities, it's hard to see that frame. You know, from that perspective, <laughs> it was it was a light that was shown to me. You know, a talent that I always had. Like I said, I was cutting everybody in the neighborhood up. So I was like, man, you know what? You're good at doing this. Well, you know, pretty much good at doing a lot of things because I did a lot of things. But just really um, the barbering stuck with me because it's that one-on-one -on -one time that you got with somebody else that's in your chair that, you know, helps each other out, grow, pick someone else's brain. They pick mine. And, I mean, really just learning a lot of people that sit down in the chair. It's just not money. It was actually a learning process from different people. It was good. It was good. Bro, do you find that you had a catalyst or a point in your life where it was like the bottom of the pit where you've been and that you remember you were telling yourself something that helped you come out of that rut? Have you had a point in your life of that that sequel or has, have you had any type of trip that, that pushed you to that catalyst? I oh, mean, I had many many but um like i said the main one that really pushed me into a whole change in my life because before i like i said before i got found god in my life i was uh trying to do everything on my own but um it was actually him that chose me real real talk and i'm glad he did because i'm glad at the time i was focused and paying attention to you know him and i was like man okay it's it's real you know changed my whole life from there from that on just taking it day by day and trusting him and here i am today you know now was that like a near-death experience that you had or do you happen to have a memory that you recall to to what was it that pushed you to that point not even not even my uh you can't laugh not even near death changed that. It was actually um, 
me doing things that, uh, if you know the story about Apostle Paul, then you'll know that's exactly me right there. Exactly how he, he got a hold of the Apostle Paul, he did that to me. And it's the story that you got to read in the Bible about that, but that's how serious it was. It was that serious. So it was not no near death, because you know, you don't care about death or your life when you growing up crazy, but really, like I said, I, was, I got chosen, bro, and it's, that's that's hard to explain. So, you know, when people do ask me about it and I let them know, they're like, whoa. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's a, it was a great feeling. I'm glad that, you know, you chose me. Yeah. Definitely, man. It would it'd be something to, to look into, you know, in the future to digress. Um, I'd love to see the story behind it, you know, to see if, if you'd like to share any part of it. Oh, man, always. I, um, I, I love I love telling my life story. Like I said, my life story it has a lot of uh, it's just real. There's no That's fake. Okay. Well, well, please explain, brother. We have time. Or was the point is that you saw that, that Mark or little Mark needed to change? Or when did that, that begin? Um, I was 11 years old when my mom got murdered. And uh, had a lot of anger. A lot of anger that, you know, like, oh, right, how can this even happen to 11-year-old, you know? That was still, I'm still young trying to figure out life needing my mom. But, yeah, when she got taken from me. Um, I wanted to kill the guy that killed her, you know, and I was waiting for that moment. And when that moment came, the devil put him in my, my grasp to do that. Um, that's the first time I heard God's voice and told me not to do it. Cause if I was going to do it, I was going to be the same person that he is. And he told me three times because I really wanted to do it, you know? And, uh, the third time he told me, I just broke down crying and told the man to get up. And, yo, you know what? I forgive you for what you've done because I'll be the same person that you are if I kill you. And uh, what's crazy is that he turned around when I told him to go ahead and leave. And he told me, he goes, you should kill me because when I see you, I'm going to kill you. And if you can see the, the, um, what God meant if I killed him, I was going to be the same person he is. He was still the same person, the evil person, because he did not ask me one time that for, for my forgiveness, like for his, for his forgiveness. So he was still an evil man. And I'm glad that, like I said, I got chosen that day. You know, I was 18 years old when that happened. So it was a lot of years that went by of anger, savage on these streets because I didn't know no better. But at 18 years old, he, uh, it was a turning point, you know? And at that time, my, uh, time had, my time had caught up to me where I had to go to prison for some crimes that I committed, you know? And which really ain't, it was not a big deal. And I was ready to go do my time for my crimes and did that, did that time, you know? And here I am today, got out with a whole new, mindset of okay you know what god is real and he keeps continuing to show me more and more how really is every day so it's, it's a, a 
it's amazing how it shows up, you know, and in different ways. You can believe in God in, in Buddhism or whatever you believe, but when you believe in that in a hard faith, you know it's real. Like it's it's coming because you you've seen it before, you know. No, it is. It's hard. It's hard for a lot of people to try to understand that because, like, man, you know. But like I said, I didn't even never in my life before that was praying to God or even I just I just knew that the world was savage. Straight up, if a man can just kill a beautiful woman just for a car carjacking, I was like, okay, this world's savage. I can't let that happen to me. So, but he showed me that you know what is, I am real, and I'm gonna show you that I am real, because the road I was going down, bro, was it was it was hell bound, straight hell bound, really. So I'm glad that in my heart now I I ain't got no more anger. Um, don't fear no nothing. Like, you know, I'm glad. So, you know, I'm ready to go when my time is up. I, I, I can uh feel that that that, that strength that, that that uh type of vibe from you, brother, because I've experienced that that weakness with you where I've I've came into your shop and I've been all paranoid and shit because I was either I this was before the time that weed was even legal, but I was, you know, buying cartridges and shit and at that point, you told me you're like, if if you don't feel comfortable doing it, don't fucking do it, you know. <laughs> and that was a realist talk, you know, because it's like, dude, just be fucking real yourself. Like, if you're gonna get into it, just fucking get into it. Don't be a fucking pussy, you know. And it's like, whatever you choose, yeah, you got to do it, you know. Hundred <laughs> percent. You can't be fake, man. That's one thing catches up to you is fakeness. Mm -hmm. So you gotta keep it one hundred percent. It's a hard for a lot of people to try to grasp that. Like, man, how can I? How can I? You know, this guy's telling me not to be fake and be real, but how can I be real? And that's just sitting there and asking yourself, really, like, I am done with all the bullshit. You know, let me just try to be real, or let me you know. And it comes because all of us got that, bro. You know, in the beginning of time, when God created human beings, He created us in the image of Him. He did not create us with the characteristics of fear, worry, stress. He didn't have none of those characteristics. He didn't be like, yo, man, I'm going to make you, but I'm going to make you with this characteristic of fear, strain, I mean, uh, stress and worry. He didn't add those onto our, our, our existence. So those came about from us building that ourselves and then plus the enemy. The enemy's real just as real as his God, but he ain't got, he ain't got no power, bro. We allow him to have the power, you know. It's crazy. Yeah. It's the demons within ourselves, man. It's it's what we can converse every day. Like you know what not the fuck to do. You know what to do. You know it's like you get yourself into your own trouble. That's what hell is in my eyes. No, you do. That's why it's, yeah, I'm gonna give you a choice. And your choice, whatever you make it, make it. So you know, you gotta really. Yo, he gives me a choice to. It's free will, bro free will so a lot of people take advantage of it just like they take advantage of everything you know drugs money women when you when you start to abuse things and that's when it starts to get you in trouble you know it's a corrupted mind corrupted mind yes actually a beautiful thing but when you corrupt it that's when it gets corrupted you know that is true brother so as a child, do you think you were robbed from your 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 dream? You you never had a dream, you know, until you grew up. 
I'm being honest with you, I never did, bro. I, I mean, if you really want, like I said, I was, I was robbed from that. Like, and and going back, it's funny, man. Go back and be like, you know, I, I mean, even even now, because I, 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 I deal with so much different people in my line of work, from police officers, border patrols, um, marshals, teachers. I mean, every profession I deal with. So. Back, in, back when I was young growing up, I used to hate the cops, the police, because they used to try to get us all the time. And now that I'm grown and different and see things different, I'm like, yo, I love you guys, man, because you, all you guys doing is doing your job and trying to keep the world a better place. Really. I mean, yeah, they got bad cops out there. Yeah, like and, anything, man. Everybody that has a bad batch. Yeah, I mean, everything has a bad batch, but... When you really look at the bigger picture, they they are they man, like I said, hats off to them because they are really going out there every day to try to make our town, our world a better place to live, bro. So much respect to them. And like I said, if you really if I really wanted to go back into being young, be like, yo, Mark, what would you would have been? It would probably would have been a police officer. Police officer. Yeah, or or something like in that field because I do lo- love to try to protect my people, bro. And what's a better what's a better job than doing that? You know, it's going out there and knowing your streets, knowing your people, and really being there to protect them. So, if I had to choose and go back as a kid, like, what would you be more growing up? It, it would probably been that, bro. A police officer. A fucking pig, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's just real talk, bro. You know what I'm saying? Much respect to all of them and even, you know, people on the border patrols and teachers. Teachers are, and people don't have no respect for them, but they're really in there trying to teach your kid how to be a better person. Man, I got some props for some teachers. So some of these stories I get from my daughter, man, it's crazy. <laughs> and some of these teachers don't even care no more, man. It's, it's because they don't want to pay them care about you know i don't care about the teacher in that classroom with 30 kids you know when really you should because that that teacher's in there trying to teach 30 kids be young smart wisdom kids you know yeah just the basic fundamentals of life bro and they should appreciate that because these people they devote their entire life to get paid nothing you know if you care about your your money you really got to be about the people if you're a teacher that's the way i see it you know yeah. You're not about the people. You're in the wrong job. Real, yeah. yeah. A lot, of, yeah. That was a past. The past teachers were like about that. They were about their job. Now these new teachers, are like, I want money. But man, you going to college for four years and uh, paying all that money just to be in a college to get out and be a teacher, man. You might want to think about another career move because, I mean, there's people not even going to college and making more money than a teacher. You know, that, that's what's crazy. Yeah, man. My my wife and I, you know, we I didn't finish college. You know, I took a couple classes, and we're making more than twice than what what a college student would have made as a graduate. You know, so it's like you you just got to play it smart about where you work, putting your business and your money. You know, that's it, and knowing the right people. Yeah, that's really not even just just people in general. That's why you really have to be. Uh, Try to reach out to different type of humans out here, man, because 
They're the one you never know. They're the ones we help. We gotta help each other. You know what I'm saying? Get to the next point in our lives. Regardless of what industry you're in, brother, whether it's photography or barbershop or you sell animals or whatever, this guy has some turtles or tortoises as well. We'll talk about that here shortly. But yeah, regardless of what you talk about or what you work with, you know, it's like you just got to have a web of communication through all these people because eventually, you know, you're going to think about, oh, Charles, you know, he, he owns a cement business. He can help you out with the cement floor. And now that person is a contact of a reference and maybe that person recommends something to you and you sell something out of your your pocket or whatever it is your side hustle is just building that network yeah you got a network bro that's 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 key networking yeah man it's very important it's very very important and it's uh i think it should be primary in your marketing skills you know it's like forget the whole selling business price point of psychology i think you just got to be human at this point because a lot of people are tired of that fake shit man where a business guy just comes and tries to sell you a car and it's like look at this bad boy you know it's the, that shit don't work no more people are smart now they're catching up you know it's like you just got to be real with them and if you're not they're going to catch on to that because they go off of vibrations no they do now people people are wiser than they was ever now yeah. you know I mean, one one person I really, really gets under my skin, bro, and I try not to let him is the is a damn solar dude that's knocking on your door asking you to put solar on your roof, bro. Like, man, dude, told you fifteen times, man. Like, I don't want solar on my roof. Like, that's how I feel about the Christian people, man. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you're right. Hey, they they come knocking. I hey, if if someone wants to be religion then they'll go out finally you ain't got to try to shove it down their throat you know what i'm saying that's real talk yeah man i, I don't know what what denomination there are but that they're always at my door you know here's this pamphlet go to my my church i'm like i'm good you know i i, I praise the devil <laughs> you, yeah, you begin at them like that yeah hey reaches up brother i mean shoot I don't yeah, try I don't, to. <laughs> I don't praise the devil, but I'm, that's just an excuse to I, push him away. <laughs> I try to. I try to just show people better than I can. Tell how life is really is, bro. So. Yeah, everybody has their own poison, brother. You know, and if it's if it's a healing point, you know, if it makes you heal, if it makes you a better person, and you can change your community, then by all means, do it. You know, whatever it is. You're right. You're right. Bro, do you have any small customs or superstitions that you develop throughout the years or anything you do when you play a game or playing a, a soccer game or a football game? Like, oh, I'm going to take this lucky underwear or something like that. No, none of that. You know what I'm saying? Just, it just whatever, whatever comes, comes, brother. No superstitions or nothing. I recall at one time when you were chopping me up and I told you I was getting into like Santeria with my madrina and, and like doing the whole spiritualism that you had gotten some coyotes at one point or, or you were working with it. Do you recall that? Oh, what, what, what is it? What, what, what? <coughs> with uh, Santeria, with uh, the coyotes and, and all uh, the orishas. I, I remember you had told me that you, you started working with them or somebody in your family would have touched base with them. No, yes, no. It was not like that. It was actually um, uh, my wife and my mother-in-law, they uh, got the gift of 
pretty much, uh, I'm not going to say all the time, but a little bit of um, like knowing, bro, it's crazy. And so with them, you know, just I that, like I said, God is God is a powerful man that gives certain type of people um, tools they need down here to help people, show people. So just that, but none we didn't we don't you know try to go off into doing nothing else. And we just let that man try to work every day with us, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's um something that uh that i i picked up along the way when i left to vegas i think i even went left with my elegua my coconut and everything and i took it in my backpack and i was living inside of a house, uh, the guy that i had the interview previous to you his house and he was a christian too and he's like bro you didn't bring anything of this voodoo shit into my house i'm like no nah, man and i have my coconut in my bag i'm like lying to his ass you know I'm like I, I can't take it anywhere because it's part of like my my whole ritual like it, it has to go everywhere i go and if it doesn't like you know it's it's part of the consequences and it's like this guy knows that i have it here you can feel it or whatever you know but he's a christian <laughs> and his mom approaches me the next day and he, and she tells me he's uh the that the dad practiced a lot of yoga and that she believes that it's demonic or that there's some type of demonic presence there because you're giving yourself to to that self of presence and it got pretty creepy that 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 conversation, man, where she was like pointing it out, like you know, all of that is bad. And they took me to church, and I felt like you know they were pushing it on to me to get baptized. And I was just working out there, you know, for insurance. But it, it got it got weird, man. Like, <laughs> like because I had this with me, you know, it wasn't because of of some glamour or anything. It was because people shrine upon that man it's not not it's not that it's bad you know a lot of people don't ask what is it what do you do with it or what is it that you need it for simple uh, questions know, people people actually should not even it's, it's really none of their business what you do with it you know what i'm saying it's really people's none of the people's business what any person does you know exactly I mean, but there's it should be an understanding you know so that people could can have that because like the saying says you don't, you can't know light if you don't know darkness so if you don't know that second thought to say oh that's bad well let me tell you what's right about it or in your eyes might be good not right because nothing's right you know but it might be good in your perspective you know it just yeah it's a it's just to know knowing a little bit more kind of like with the whole snake thing bro a lot of people don't like touching snakes but until you know that it's not something bad that they're just chill not trying to get you know disturbed they're calm they're relaxed it's almost yeah. like a second nature it has to come with with people's fear bro and like i said that that's a tool that man should not have in us you know what i'm saying so once they get rid of fear, I mean, then they understand that the snake is a calm pet that's just chilling or even mind its own business. You don't see the snake telling, yo, man, what are you doing? You know, that boy's just minding his own business. You know, so yeah. I think anim animals are way smarter than us, bro. We overthink everything. <laughs> that is real. The yeah. human being and savage of this planet is the human being, bro. Yeah, we're the self-destructor, brother. I think that we're killing ourselves at this point. Yeah, that's real. But there's life after death, you know. You gotta 
got to get prepared for that. That's real talk. Yeah, man. There is life. Eternal life, man. That, that, that uh, awareness. Eternal, yeah. It's real. Bro, do you use any util- uh, sales tactics in, in, in your business? Like, do you use any type of psychology or any formatting like to, to convey people to come and cut your hair? Or is it all natural word of mouth? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't use none of that uh, social media. I mean, I have, I have Instagram. I put up my, my haircuts and other things I do, and I just do that to show people that, you know, that I love. It's art, so I love doing my art, so I put it up. But I, I don't have no, no uh, sale tax. Only thing I do, bro, is just show. You know what it is? It's really real. Recognizes real. So once that person sits down and he real he recognizes real, it's gonna be word of mouth. It spreads like wildfire. And to this day, brother, I keep getting new people that's, yo, I need I want to come in there and check you out. You know, such and such told me that, you know, you need to be the one. I need to be the one that gets a haircut by you. And I'm like, apparently, and don't get me wrong, I don't turn too many people down. But apparently, right now, it's like, man, bro, my I got too many, and it's just <laughs> overflow. <laughs> it's wonderful, bro. Like I told you, it's just I'm blessed, truly blessed. But I try to tell people, you know what? Um, if you really want to get a haircut with me, you're gonna have to plan out uh, at least two, three weeks ahead, like out. You know, then I can squeeze you in. But you know, they're like, Dang, I can't get in with you. Like I, I tried. You know, I'm only human, bro. I'm not. I'm not gonna go in at six o'clock in the morning. And, Hey, like you, you did it for me, man. You came in at six for a couple times. I, I, like, <laughs> I, I do that, but you know, it's not no more. <laughs> Actually, like, man, I don't even work Saturdays no more, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to balance work and family out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you have to, you have to figure out, like, yo, what's and you know what, man? A lot of my people know, man, like Mark. I know you love work and I know you try to take care of everybody. So we respect that you don't want to go on Saturdays no more, but I work Mondays, you know, from nine to five. And uh, a lot of barbers don't work Mondays. And I do, I go in from Monday to Friday and I do my 10 hour days, sometimes 12 hour days, you know, and get everybody in as much as I can from Monday to Friday and still have Saturday and Sunday off with the fam, bro. That's good stuff, man. That's that's work balance, man. You 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 can't overwork yourself as well, but you gotta love that passion. That's real. You can you you know? Greatest thing I ever done. I'm glad I I did choose to not work Saturdays no more, bro. Cause I just barely started the new year, this New Year's, and the bond between me and wifey just got stronger. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we get up, go eat breakfast every Saturday morning. Um hang out with my kids, do stuff more with them. I got actually more energy, bro, now taking those two days off and going in Monday. Like, man, before, I was like, I just don't want to do nothing, not even on Sunday. Don't want to clean, don't want to do, you know, because you just work from Monday through Saturday. You only have Sunday off, bro, you don't want to do nothing. So it's actually a lot better for me. I'm glad I chose that. And about the culture and, and barbers, uh do you find that there's a certain culture in, in your your industry, um, like the whole uh, tournaments and the, the gatherings? I, I I feel like there's almost like a finesse between certain barbers, where 
you gotta have show your your clients you know you guys have the top gear you guys have a certain look or appearance to yourself do you feel like you're almost selling yourself on a daily basis it, it, that that i mean it could be i mean but like i said let's be real real recognizes real so you can have on four chains and gold bracelets and a brand new car outside and this and that and doesn't mean that i want to go and sit down with you in your chair and so i mean it's just real recognized real so the culture it's funny that you say that i mean right now in our in our town i mean i know in other cities but i can speak on our town tucson that it seems like man so much hate in the barber culture bro barbers hating that's, on each other that's all industries it's crazy when you just look back like yo man if we all got together and really you know, was cool with everybody, then everybody be cool. But I guess it's competition. You can just say it's like a sport, right? Yeah, man. If there's no haters and you're not doing something right. Yeah, I guess so. I, I try to try to Stay not to away. tune in. I, I'm that, um, what's that say, out of sight, out of mind type of person. So I mind my own, but do my own. That's a good mindset, bro. Like, yeah, just to keep to your own, man. Yeah. All that matters. Bro, is there a certain animal that draws to you or that you see in nature and you're like, that's Mark or that symbolizes you? You know, man, growing up, dogs always been that animal. But like you were speaking on earlier about turtles, turtle is one that I got to really, because I, I own two of them myself right now, two tortoises. And just seeing, seeing them, or I mean, you even know the story of the rabbit and the turtle. And uh, I was always that rabbit trying to hurry up and finish the race fast and get fast money and all that stuff. And then, when you know, I started growing up, I started realizing that, yo, I don't want to be the rabbit. I want to be the turtle. Turtle's the one that really finishes the race at the end, you know, by taking a sweet old time. I mean, they're a creature, man. Once you own them and have them, man, you have much respect for them. I mean, mine love them. Mine know my my voice. I make a little thing to them, feed them, and they come out and let me pet their neck. And they're just like any other animal once you know them, you know. And you got some big old prehistoric sulcata tortoises, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember you had told me about those when I started selling some snakes. I think I took a couple boas to your shop once. Yeah, I remember you was telling me you had the albino ones, those turtles too, or you can get them or sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man, there's some nice okadas. Um, I think they're over overbred, honestly, in Arizona, man, because they can have a lot of clutches. You've had babies before from those? No, they're still babies. They're still. I they're mean, still actually, babies. they're still growing. I mean, they're not. I mean, eventually one day I will, but they're, they're still growing. You yeah, know? their mom and dad is laying them out like, like popping like them out there. Yeah, because she's the the woman that I got them from. She's actually tells us all the time that they're just popping out babies left and right, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, man, I was getting a supplier. There used to be a supplier here in Phoenix that used to sell them by the pound, believe it or not, man. But it was it was a crazy system that they had. He put a bucket. He put them in a whole bucket, a pound a bucket, and sell them, huh? Mm -hmm. What they going for now? What the, what are they going for now, man? 40 bucks, 50 bucks online, 80 bucks plus shipping. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. When you get into the cherry 
cherry uh, uh, foots and the uh, orientals and some of the uh, box turtles are anywhere between 300, 700, 900, depending on which ones they are. Different type of shell. That's why they like that horn, the horned shell ones and different colors. And yeah, that's what it is. Yep. Yeah, people like the exotic stuff, bro. I like the the uh, terrapins. Those are nice. The turtles. Terrapins. I never seen one of those. Got to look that up. Let me show them. They're they're actually blue. They have blue necks and red and white eyes. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah, bro. They're they're an insane animal. Here, I'll pull it up there for you. Diamondback terrapins. You still dabbling with the uh, animals, huh? Selling them and buying them, huh? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm attempting to breed now. I'm working with boas, uh, Burmese pythons, reticulated pythons, Asian water monitors, rhino iguanas. I seen the I seen the big lizards you got, man. That blue one was very nice looking. Yeah, he's actually back here in this enclosure. Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, man, the the, uh, the guanas and the uh, lizards, they're very common pets all over the states, and you, you can ship them with, with Morph Market or different. There's different venues where you can sell your animals, but there's a lot of shippers that work with certain animals that really do take care of them. That's good because a lot, a lot of them don't. I remember I went to go pick up a package at UPS, and this lady was waiting on some bees, and uh, she was in there like, "Yo, man, they saying that this package is here," and and they went looking for this package, and to find they found it, they were dead. So she was like, "What am I gonna do with dead bees?" She's like, oh, that's not our problem. You know, you got to get with the distributor. See those right there? Those are the the diamondback terrapins. See, them. See that blue neck? Yeah. Kind of blew everything. And where are they from? Where they breed those from? The Mississippi. I'm not sure of the actual breed. Hey, People are going to hate water, me for that. They in the water They're turtle too? Yeah, it's, it's a turtle. Uh, so it's a mixture of a Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Mississippi yeah. River. And, and it's in a terrapin. It's called a diamondback terrapin. But it's a mixture of two two breeds or two two different species. Pretty dope. Yeah, man. They, they don't go for any lower than a thousand right now. Yeah, you got you got to you got to keep them in the pond or something around there, like both, huh? Pond yeah. and outside. Yeah. Yeah, but they're beautiful I'm creatures, man. And look at those spotted bigger, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, brother. So do you resemble as a turtle, you're saying? You feel you like you have more resemblance as a turtle? Now I do, yes. I actually do. I mean the dog too though. I dogs is I can walk anybody's backyard with dog that's so vicious and that dog is gonna run into me like they do. I, every every house we go to, man, they just for people like, man, that dog is vicious. Watch out! And then their dog is just, I want to go home with you, like, man, fuck my owners. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> so, yeah, I just had a connection with that. You know, a lot of animals. And it doesn't matter, but dogs. I had them. I had them all the time. You know, I got mine right here. She's she's a blue, 13 years old. 
it's that it's that saying real recognize real and that's something that maybe i shouldn't say on here but if you gauge people by your animals like how how a person walks into your house and that dog reacts in a different way that's how real that person is or how different or fake that person is going to be with you you know if they don't like their vibration they're going to be crazy yeah they got they they sense stuff way faster than any you know what i'm saying so their ability to man it's like gave them power like their ability to sense and know is it's awesome like crazy and it and it's crazy to the point and i'll tell you the story it was from my childhood actually i had a teacher who was walking down the zoo here at reed park and uh she was half japanese and have some oriental from another another middle eastern country and we were walking down the aisle and the reason i mentioned her heritage is because she had the story about her grandmother that her grandmother was experiencing the same thing we were walking down the aisle and there was a group of monkeys and the monkeys start navigating towards her just her and he start throwing shit towards the my teacher and, and i'm like what the you know, like, that's very odd. Like, all of the monkeys just straight to that lady, just throwing their shit. And that, that, would, that would happen to the grandma, too. So it was something about that family that they didn't like. <laughs> they were probably eating monkey before, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> they said, you, you ate my brother and sister before. It's like a... <laughs> No. Yeah, but they they sense it, bro. They they sense some type of energy that's going on. They do, man. Animals got that, man. Believe it or not, they they their spirit is connected to all my. No, I, don't don't underestimate me. Don't hear me out on this. Like you don't have to believe me, but I can touch a snake. Like send people send me snakes that supposedly are vicious, and within three days they're in my arms and chilling out and just calm, you know. Because I know how to react to them because they're, they're just misunderstood. Like, people don't understand that people have boundaries, too. So do animals. Animals have boundaries. You know, you it's respect, like... Respect. You know, and once you respect, and, man, it, it comes together, you know? You just can't go just try to grasp them all rough and think, yeah, you know, that's why a lot of kids, when they try to do that, they, they get tore up because they don't know no better and respect that animal. They just think it's a toy or something, you know? Yeah, and that's where it comes into education. Like, if anybody has a reptile, no kid that's under twelve years old should touch it. You know, even fifteen, because some kids are just horrible, man. But yeah, it comes yeah, with time. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it all comes with respect. Respect the animal and give it, it give it space. And you know, I, yeah, I do bro. see. You know, I got some friends that have, you know, little gecko lizards and hanging out on their neck and. Loving them is because it, it it's built over time the respect between uh, animal and human, you know. Yeah, and, and that's that's what we put into our clients' mind is that you always want to buy an animal that's captive bred because you can buy it as it's small, so it's accustomed to your your charisma, the way you are, you know, the, the, your routine. When you wake up, everything it's going to be accustomed to you. So it's easier routine than getting an animal that you got from the wild. And you're going to put it in your house and you're going to expect for it to be calm. You just took its home away. You know, it's, find, find a, a full-grown coyote and bring it home and think it's a thing. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, man. It's it's people's perspective, man. People think that it's a, it's it's way easier said than done. Honestly, yeah. that's true. So that's your favorite animal, brother. But have you had any spiritual connection with an animal or a, a human? Maybe a loved one where you felt that type of spiritual connection where you guys almost say the same feelings or thoughts? Oof. Um, not really. No. no. I mean, my dog. I mean, actually, my dog, she's... I mean, but, you know, all my past animals that I had, but the one I got now... Um, I mean, even, you know, our pets, even my, my mother-in-law's dogs about spiritual connection with them. Even, like I said, but my dog, yeah, I know she's going to be heading out pretty soon. And, but she's, she's something, you know. Yeah, man. They, they come to you at your most needed time. They're almost like a, a therapist. <laughs> they are, man. They know when, they know when you're down, they know when you, you know. They know that they sense it and all that so yeah no i believe that my dog i got here now is she's my um spirit spirit animal that's gonna guide me to the next place when i need to when that time comes yeah man it's like that rainbow bridge instead of uh instead of the dog being there you're gonna be there waiting for it <laughs> um, you know <laughs> yeah. i didn't hear you there bro you cut off I said it's beautiful when it's like that, yes. Yeah, it is, man. It sure is. Brother, what is one technique or one business piece of advice that you can share to anyone in any line of business? Just just be real. Just be yourself and be real as you can um, with your business that you got. I mean, I mean, if you're going to build a business, brother, just be real with it and go hard and have faith in it you know straight up it's gonna be it's gonna be a seed that you plant inside some soil and it's gonna take a lot of watering a lot of nurturing taking care of but but once that seed starts to grow and become a beautiful plant over time this it's, it's dedication you know got to be dedicated you can't go half you cannot have one foot in and one foot out and i mean it's believe it or not right now my business is three years and exactly this third year just what they tell you it takes easy it takes three years for a business to prosper and if it ain't then that's going to let you know the business is not good enough and exactly the third year brother i mean it it it's popping it's it was man it was a it was a mountain climbing but now it's it's truly blessed it's just knowing that gonna work you know you gotta believe yeah. it you do you it's it's, yeah. it's that snowball effect brother if you don't let that snowball get bigger and bigger and bigger it's not gonna work it's not it ain't people give up man i mean not knowing that you climb this mountain for so long and so high and you're like you know what i'm done you just give up not knowing that that next step is looking over that mountain the reward you know just one more step but you gave up right before that one more step you just got to keep going yeah i think you know what and i always say this i and not for everybody because you got people who you know grew up with a silver spoon in their mouth and they figure out life too you know but it, i think a lot of it has to be with struggle man like 
people who come from struggle, brother. Man, I see a lot of brothers that struggle that are successful, and why? Because they they've been there and done that. You know, honestly, I can honestly yeah. tell you, I've been there and done that. Everything. So, where I'm at in life now is pretty much cruise control. You know, what's that saying? Uh, hustler of all trades, or no overall trades, master of none, something like that. Yeah, you're right. It'd be uh, what they say, hustle of all trades, but master of none. Like, that's real. You can hustle everything, but you didn't master them. You know, half stepping. Yep. It takes time, brother, to figure out what you love. But that's a great piece of inspiration to a lot of people, man. Um, knowing your story and now your background, you know, a lot of people will, will dictate and hopefully they can learn from something like this, you know? take them to a next level yeah i mean either that or pick someone's brain right you know sit down with that person and pick their brain and see what comes out of it you know yeah man everybody should have a mentor you know if whether it's your barber or whether somebody else within your family have somebody talk to where they can tell you you're stupid tell you that you're fucking up to grow up (laughs) that's that's you're actually right about that it's just the realness, bro. You can't be scared to face reality and change because most of the change has to come within. That's all it yeah. is. You need people like that in your life. Tell you when you're messing up or not. I got me a soldier, man. My wife, she's she tells me that, you know, when I'm messing up, she tells me, yo, sometimes my old stubborn ways don't want to listen, but, man, I'm glad I do, though, because she keeps me, me on point. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah. Yeah, man, our wives do keep us, keep us on our toes. My wife is the same, man. I can say she's a diehard person. You know, she's always there, always been there. Your wife grew up, you know, struggling too. I know the family, so yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you got you a good one right there, you know? Yeah, appreciate that, brother. Yeah, that, that family's golden, man. Nothing but gold. Yeah, it's all love, really. Love. And even to people that they don't even know blood, brother. That's the beautiful part about it. That's real. Bro, what's your favorite genre of music? Man, I you know what, man? I'm still I'm still stuck in my my nineties music, you know. <laughs> I still bump all my nineties. This new music is cool too, but uh, it gets it gets so I mean, man, talking about Doing it, I mean, they really rapping about really going and murder their, their ops and and rapping about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't want to hear that no more. I just want to listen to some old, you know, Mac Ten, some old Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, or so nineties music. Yeah, some R and B too, you know, but really just some old nineties music. And then before that, I I mean, I, my main people will tell you like what is old Bob Marley, bro. Can't go wrong with some Bob. Yeah, man. He, he was ahead of his time, Bob Marley. Yeah, man. He should have been in our generation. That would have been a trip. <laughs> Imagine that, huh? Imagine yeah, that. We we need another Bob Marley talking about that, man. We do need another Bob Marley. Yes, man. We just don't out there look, looking for him or listening to them. We over here stuck and listening to one, you know. People in the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. You see that, man. That's crazy. They still trying to go down and look at that boat, huh? Let, the, let that boat rest. 
they, they got the whole experience, man. It's a sad, sad thing to say, but you know. Yes, they got it. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, that was the last of the questions, but I do have one last thing to ask you, man. What is your favorite book? Or do you have a novel that you read maybe within the time that you were locked up or anything that you picked well, up? On? I mean, I read a lot of them, but the one that stuck to me and showed me a lot was Rich Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's and the uh, Oriental uh, CEO, right? And what's his name? Nagas? Oh, yeah. I don't remember it's his a, name. It's Nagas. I don't know his last name, but yes. And even t even his podcast today, I, I listened to him and, you know, I mean, man's going to put you on realness. And he, I didn't even know I was doing what he was doing, bro. He, he started off painting rocks and putting little pictures on them, like which kids do now. And he'll go and knock on the door, be like, yo, you want to buy a paperweight or a door stopper? And they're like, yeah, how much? It was all painted with different things. Like, $5. And he'll find a rock out there and put some, and man, started saving this money. But when you read that book, you're going to actually see um, how a person like him that came from struggle and the kid, his best friend that was a rich, little rich kid, you know, his dad owned a grocery store. And uh, the little rich kid didn't even, didn't even care about his dad, how hard the work had to go into this grocery store to make them live, you know, and little Chinese kid was like, yo, I want to learn everything about what you're doing. And he taught him everything. And pretty cool book, man. Pretty cool book. Yeah, that one is, today, man. that one today still sticks with me. I like, I like that book. So I tell a lot of people, go read that book first because it's going gonna, it's gonna to show you two different type of people. You know, the person that struggle and wants and the person that already has it but doesn't want it. You know? yeah. And that's the battle of minds, you know, the battle that we all have in our head. You know, it's easy for us to say, my boss told me to be here at 10, but you can't do that for yourself to go to the gym at 10 because nobody told you to do it. You know, it's hard for you to do it because nobody told you to do it. That's the program. <laughs> it is. It's, you even mentioned something like that, man. Like, you know, you know the saying of don't be a follower, be a leader. Mm -hmm. Today, everybody likes to still push that. Ah, you just want your follower. You know what I'm saying? Instead of how can we cannot all tell each other that we're all leaders? You know what I'm saying? Instead of telling that person, you're a follower. You're a follower. You're a follower. That's why you keep doing what you're doing. Instead of sitting there like, yo, bro, you're a leader. Come on, let's lead. All of us lead together. You know? Yeah, everybody has a special piece that they can bring to the cake. We all need the sprinkles and the nuts and the almonds and the, the chocolate fudge and everything. You can't have a Sunday with everything, man. You yeah. need the bananas, too. Yeah, you need to encourage more people, you know? I don't believe in that that two follower and a leader. That's mm -hmm. not. I think we're all leaders. Yeah, man. Everybody is a leader of their destined gift because God gave you a gift. Whether you believe in the Buddha, whether you believe in God or Christian God or whoever you believe in, you know, it's a gift that was given to you when you were born. 
and nobody yeah. can take it away from you. But you got to figure that gift out. That's what life is about. In my in my head, what I think right now, it's like, okay, that's what life is about. I just got to figure out my gift, and then if I figure out, maybe I'll have a happy life, and if I made anybody's life any better, then I'm glad I died trying, you know? Yeah, that's real. You tried. That's that's the main key. You tried. People give up. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They give up instead of trying. Yo, brother. Brother, do you have any questions for us? Oh, I'm sorry, brother. Go ahead. Nah, I'm saying it's easy to give up. You know what I'm saying? It's the easiest thing to do is to give up. The hardest thing to do is to keep working hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Brother yeah, Nat, um, I appreciate you guys having me on, bro. Brother, it was a pleasure. It was honestly a pleasure to have you on here um, to, to actually talk about your life experiences. Maybe you can chat about something else. Um, you were talking to me about actually doing your own gig. Maybe we'll talk about that here in the future. Uh, but if you do need help with that, we can always set you up with your own equipment and help you out and get started. But I, I feel that what you're talking about has something with momentum and we can get it to work. I know there ain't none, ain't none really like that out there, but to to bring some realness to life that's that'll be that'll be a goal you know that's something that i posted on, on a couple of posts before i left to vegas i said there was there was a saying i said about a barber i said the barber can teach you a lot of things because the barber makes you see a lot of perspectives we might be talking shit and maybe not even hear you what you're talking about but you know a lot of conversation goes on but a lot of shit gets said that is real because nobody gives a shit inside of a barber shop they're talking Mad, yeah. whatever. Then those yeah. are the realest conversations, you know, because everybody has no filter inside of that. It is. That it's it's like a place to let it all out, you know. I got grown men that just come to me and break down in tears, bro. And you know, it's 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 just straight real human being type stuff in that in that barber room, you know. That one, one which I'm glad that I had done changed that old barber scene that I used to have 10, 10 guys in one barber shop going hard, but now I'm in I'm in my own room now enjoying it, you know. Yeah, man. Laying yeah. back and just chilling with your, your rents. Yeah. That's good, man. Beautiful thing. You gotta come by and check it out one of these days. Yeah, but we need to shoot that video, man, that promo. Hey, that'd be nice. Now that it's really up and popping, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's plan it for this week. Come on, come down and check it out. For sure, brother. Brother, it was a pleasure having you on. Don't hang up on me yet. I'm going to close you out from the room, close out the podcast, and I'll be right back with you, okay? Sounds good, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. That was the Spirit Animal Podcast with Mark Lopez. Another great episode. Thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Everybody have a wonderful night. Always much love. The real George of the Jungle.